Uh, which they call it notch pink. I wish they call it not so pink. I, I, someone that has a better ring Ooh. to it. Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Lazy Couch Podcast. We're here to give you all you need to know about consumer tech, the internet, and all of the products that are not pink. My name is Jeff Kim, and I'll see you on the line. My name is Calvin Lee, and we finally have some fans. We have fans? You mean the podcast? Yeah. No, I mean these things I decided to stick <laughs> underneath my laptop so it would oh, stop burning up that's, during the podcast. You shouldn't do that to our fans, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. I know. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my MacBook was always heating up. So, uh, during my lunch break, I went into JCar, mm-hmm. uh, found some $18 laptop cooling things. Ah. Uh, on the box, it said super quiet. But let's just say, I don't think they understand the definition of super quiet. So hopefully you don't hear anything. Well, I'm not hearing anything through the headphones, so hopefully it's all good. But you should have done what Beth did and just got yourself a new MacBook. Sure, $18 versus $1,800. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Mm. Or maybe you can choose to spend your $1,800 on something else. Like what, Jeff? Ooh, I'm thinking like Google products. <laughs> all of them? <laughs> yeah, that's not 1800 is it? <laughs> Actually, wait a minute. Uh, I think you, ooh, you forget the really low end slate. Anyway, uh, this, this week's episode, and it's a quick turnaround from last one, it feels like. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's just before I go on holidays for a couple of weeks to, uh, Middle Earth, also known as New Zealand. Uh, so we thought we'll do a quick, well, it might not turn out to be a quick episode, but on the Google event, uh, what did they call it? Made by Google. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the hardware division. Uh, we're not sure. Exactly who's building these hardware devices, but um, we tried looking. We have. I know the first pixel was made by HTC. I think that's the only th- information I've been able to find about that. Yeah, I'm going to do one last Google oh, okay. shot at to see if anything's changed in the last 12 hours. Yeah. Um, I do have a follow up while, you, while you're doing that, though. I have a follow up yeah. from the last episode, 110, um, where you, <laughs> Kelvin Lee, <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Kelvin, <laughs> Kelvin Lee, you you predicted the future. Oh God! So when we we're talking about IGT, when we we're talking about IGTV and the downfall of that, yeah. this, this is what yeah. you said like a week ago. That's sort of like Google getting rid of Google Plus, right? I mean, all they did was just change up what it stood for and a couple of the features and everything. How did you do that? <gasps> uh, well, let's just say <laughs> I looked into the eight ball. I have no idea. Yeah. So Google Plus there is dead. Is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I have the kiss of death. Actually, um, the the news for me was uh, just the fact that Google Plus was still alive. <laughs> that was actually the news for me. Yeah, because I'm trying to I'm trying to think I'm trying to remember now. Didn't they say it was communities and photos or something? Didn't they split it up into something? Like I I, I thought they had rebranded to something else. Yeah, but apparently it was still there, and uh, there was a massive breach which they didn't disclose for a couple of years. And uh, years, I think so. <laughs> Wasn't it like 2015 to 2018? This vulnerability yeah, existed, oh yeah. So, oh I think, God. um, third party developers, I mean, maybe this is why you know, Vic and Dotra was like very focused on not opening up the APIs, but once they did, like, apparently, all, all the like you could you could get private information even if uh, the user had put that setting on. I think my Google Plus profile, like, everything was public anyway, like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Google Plus is dead. Um, I don't know if that's news, but there it is. Um, all but the it, circles. All I the, missed the circles. They, they started the circles. They, they, they did. It was very fab, as we found out just earlier. Yeah, after after we were riding the Google wave, yeah. you know, we came crashing down into Google Plus with all the circles. Ah, see what you did there. All right, but today yeah. uh, we're going to talk about the hardware stuff. Um, and I guess the big, big thing was a pixel three and the pixel three XL, which is literally big. Um, and also the pixel slate, which is there. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Like what, what that actually is. We're not exactly sure. Um, also the Google home hub is the third thing. So we might talk about it in that order. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the pixel three, um, I think it might be a good idea to just like, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure the listeners would not have been aware of this unless you 
religiously watch all the YouTube channels like like we both do. But um, there, there was a bit made of all the leaks that was happening with this uh, device, right? Um, yeah, it almost felt like the phone was launched maybe a month ago. Yeah, and uh, Front Page Tech is some is a channel that I've sort of come across in the last couple of months, especially. Um, and about a month ago, like this guy John Prosser, who hosts the show, he has a daily show that talks about tech. Um, he's you know he's he's a bit annoying, but he actually has some good things to say. Um, he announced the world that he was contacted by Google, saying that they wanted to use one of his, you know, past YouTube clips talking about how everyone knows everything about the Pixel Three already. And this was about a month before the event, right? And he, like, there was no NDA to be signed. So he took that opportunity to say, hey, uh, this is what Google's doing. So it sort of sparked off all these, like, conspiracy theories about, well, is, is Google trying to troll everyone? And, you know, just the day before the event, um, I think you sent me the, was it on Instagram or was it on Twitter about all the, you know. Yeah, the Twitter one, yeah. There was, like, a CNET clip. There was a... Uh, um, Brian Tong talking about how, yeah, they felt like they knew everything about the Pixel 3. Um, but, you know, Google's basically saying, you know, like, but do you actually know everything? So that was a sort of the theme, right? Yeah. And I still don't understand what that was trying to achieve. Because the leaks were correct. But anyway, th- this is a front page tech yeah. the day before, um, I guess... I guess, uh, well, after that video actually went out, he was saying that, yeah, he wasn't featured in that video. Like, he expected that. So I'm just going to play this clip from him. It's almost like I told you so. So, hey, next time you want to call me a shill and accuse me of being paid by a company, remember this moment. I literally chose to tell you guys. I chose you over a relationship with Google. I took that risk. Not everyone would do that. So this is what it's come down to, Kelvin. Like YouTube pundits sort of having these battles with, you know, multi-billion dollar <laughs> companies on YouTube for the sake of views. Well, yeah. I mean, look at PewDiePie. Um, so, I mean, yeah. they're, they're desperate, right? I mean, a relationship with Google, if it doesn't translate to another 100,000 subscribes, it's not really worth the relationship. I mean, he, he, he like literally doubled his audience on the back of that sort of uh yeah, you know, reveal. It's to- totally yeah. worth it. <laughs> you think totally it's worth, worth it? it. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. And and this is the clip that I'm sort of like half thinking of not playing, but I think I might now. So this was Just after the event. Uh, and this is how he ended his, uh, his video. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Uh, hey, Google. Thank you. And the horse you rode in on today. <laughs> wow, angry. Yeah. What about that one? He does know that Google owns YouTube, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I have so. Okay. Well, good luck to good, good luck to him. Because right. I um I there, yeah. there was a bug apparently last week where some of the Twitch guys on YouTube lost a couple of hundred thousand subs. So uh, Yeah, just just saying. Careful what you're saying, yeah. All right, well, let's get into the actual Pixel 3. Um do you have like a like an intro clip? Uh not not so much do you? No, I've got a, a lot of clips, but nothing about the intro. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think I think the first thing we should cover off is yeah. the elephant in the room, mm. and that is the dreaded notch mm. um, that everyone seems to hate. Um, I've got a, a good little video, a good little clip from my brother from another mother, Dave Lee from D2D on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I will let him kick us off. Google's Pixel event just went down, and the notch is real. There was a part of me that just wanted to believe that this was somehow a big troll from Google, but it really looks like the notch is a thing. I found it strange or almost humorous that during the event, they did a lot of like camera techniques with the renders and they use wallpapers to kind of guise or kind of mask that notch, but it's there. I also think that in the software, you can't hide that notch like you can on other Android phones. Like a lot of times you can just pull a black bar down, but I think this notch is so big that a black bar in that region would just look really weird. So I don't think you can actually hide that notch in software as of right now. The notch on the Pixel 3 XL is housing two selfie cameras, one of them being a wide angle selfie. It's a 97 degree camera angle, which is actually wider than the wide angle selfie on the LG V40. And it's housing one of the front facing stereo speakers. So so yeah, so there is a reason why the notch is so large. And um, just just since, since Dave recorded that, uh, um, Android uh, Authority has found a way to um, remove the notch in the sense that the screen 
moves down a little bit and you can do that in the de developer settings right. so it does look like it has a fat forehead and a fat chin which mm. is still not ideal so in, in this case when they say the large notch it's it's the height of the notch right yeah not, not the, compared not the to like yeah that's right so if you compare it to the you know the lg v40 uh the uh what the 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 OnePlus, uh, it's large. It's a lot bigger than those guys. Mm. Now, um, I, I did have the same clip, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Dave Lee, um, it, was, it was a shorter version. Just talking about that wide-angle selfie camera, yeah. because, like, in this case, there's two cameras, like, on the screen, on top of the screen, and there's only one camera at the back. What? That seems uh, a little bit uh, misplaced there. Yeah, I, I think I think the reason for that is... You can't use software to widen a shot. You, you, and, and you know mm. the biggest issue we all have. I mean, obviously, is that we can't fit all our friends into our selfies. So they they did have to stick two cameras in. The other the other thing that is sort of frustrating is in the new. I mean, in the iPhone 10, even the old one, um, they had all the different sensors in there to do all the all the amazing things you need to do for Face ID. Mm -hmm. The Pixel 3 doesn't have all that, and yet the chin, I mean, the, the notch is bigger than the iPhone 10. So. Yeah, it's just taller for seemingly no reason. I mean, there is there is a better speaker on there, which is the other thing that he uh, talked about. Yeah, but ugh, mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess because I use headphones all the time and I barely listen to my phone in bed, mm -hmm. it, it, it never really is a big deal for me having stereo speakers, front-facing ones on, on a phone. Does it, does, it, mm -hmm. does it impact you very much? Uh well hmm. the only only time the notch um annoys me is like yeah video when there's uh video usage I mean YouTube uh because it is a is a wider screen than than most phones um like you get that sort of letterbox effect on the sides and which means yeah the notch is doesn't come into play but maybe I think it's the Foxtel app sometimes they play on on that full screen so you sort of miss that left part of the screen I think Netflix mm. does the same thing. But yeah, like generally, I don't notice it. But I think you're, you know, with the Pixel Three XL, because the XL version is the only one with the notch, by the way. Um, it, it's because it is so tall; <laughs> it quite feels quite obtrusive. Um, now, Brian Tong is a, is another guy that that we follow on YouTube. Um, you know, his his take on the notch was a little bit different. Uh, well, different but the same. You'll see. We did see a whole lot of the back of the phone during the keynote and it was almost like they were hiding the notch. Like they made sure they were notch going to focus on it. The Apple fanboys were all up in arms until I pointed out that Apple is doing the same thing with their new wallpapers. Uh, yeah, notch focusing on it. Ah. Oh God, what have, we, what have we become? What have we become? Mm. Um, yeah, so... It's it's something I guess everyone tries to hide because you know it's not it's not beautiful. Uh, it must really annoy you know Johnny Ives uh, a fair bit to have. The oh, notch. he's he's just rolling in his grave, but he's not dead, so that doesn't <laughs> make sense. Um, what what is beautiful about the phone though is is the back. I think everyone's talking about the back. Um, yeah, I think I think everyone's talking about the glass. Everyone's talking about the colored buttons that you know yeah. that have been brought across from the Pixel Two. Before you go there, Kelvin, I'm I'm gonna let Marquez, our friend Marquez Brownlee, like in his very uh, soothing, I don't know, soothing voice, soothing style, to explain all of this. Here it is. It's a small design update, but it's clearly still a pixel. But it's now all glass from top to bottom, in between aluminum rails. So typical 2018 fashion. But you still see this two-toned finish, and that's because the bottom half of the glass is a sort of textured or frosted in a way that gives it this, this soft touch matte finish. It's subtle and it really only shows up from certain angles, but I like this a lot, it feels nice. And before I forget, the three new colors this year are just black, clearly white, and not pink. Uh, I wish they called it notch pink. Uh, I wish they called it not so pink. I, I, someone that has a better ring Ooh, to it. It's not pink at all, is it? No, like from what I I've seen. That's the thing that confuses me a little bit. The white, the what was it called? The absolute white, what was it? Um, clearly white. <laughs> clearly white and the not yeah. pink look kind of similar on the images. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I maybe think, because uh, I, need to see it, I need to see it in, you know, in real life. Hmm. Yeah, but um, I mean, they've been sort of playing around with the funny names for, for a little while, I guess. Um, hmm. 
yeah so the so you're saying that the white and the not pink are similar uh, well from from what i see on youtube and mm. um the screenshots i mean did, did I think, you use well the only thing I, I noticed um was the sort of the highlighted the the buttons which also act as fingerprint sensors um so i think on the clearly white it's like a like a minty bluey greeny color and on the on the pink one it's like actual pink I wait think. are those buttons fingerprint sensors as well not the one at the back yeah oh oh wait hang on hang on a second i think that's for the pixel slate maybe. yeah yeah that's the, <laughs> i was like what okay sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's oh, yeah. okay um yeah yeah and, and i think you know we were speaking to beth uh one of our colleagues um who is a android fan and she's really glad that it's now glass and i think they think that's what everyone's saying it feels better yeah and the reason is uh we can we can do um wireless charging mm. with the pixel 3 now pixel 2 i think they took that away with the plastic back um holla to alex if you're listening uh apparently it still works through plastic but yeah this this time it's it's they made sure of it um let, let's talk about mm. some of the camera features yeah so i think top shot is what they're calling the it, it's very similar to the i the ios uh what is it mm. the the live photos i guess so basically as soon as you pick up the phone it starts <laughs> taking photos <laughs> Um, and then you get like a two second, uh, you know, it's, it's like a constant, um, what do you call that effect where it takes multiple photos and it picks the best one based on your smile, your, you know, the fact that you're not blinking. Um, I've got Dita Byrne here from The Verge. He's, uh, he, did, he did like a live demo, like on the show floor, um, just to give you a flavor for what that experience is like. So another feature they've talked about is Top Shot, which is supposed to like pick the best photo if it's, you are not smiling in a photo. So I'm going to take a picture here and blink and whatever. So there I took a photo, and if we tap into the photo, you can see it's blinking, and it says pick a better shot here, so I can tap that. And so it slides over to what it thinks is a better shot. I don't know if that's a better shot or not, but there's like a bunch of stuff here, so you can just go through to the best one. Obviously the best one is where I look like a goon. Mm. Is it something that you well, would use? Uh, I I don't I don't know. I mean, usually if you take a bad shot, you take another one. I mean, would you would you do that? Or would you go through all the shots and, and wait for the uh, supposedly AI to tell you which the next best shot is? Yeah. So from what um, Dita just did, you have to like after you take a shot and you see that it's bad, you have to actually manually say, "Oh, I want to." better picture hmm. um i'm not sure if there's an automatic setting for that maybe there is but after you you hit that button it the ai actually picks a good one whereas on the ios version live photos you have to manually choose it interesting so yeah um yeah uh, i mean I, I guess you would use that if, if it if it's available i mean like we, i've sort of been kind of half joking about Maybe getting the Pixel Three, um, yeah, um, on the uh, back of these demos. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna yeah. wait till December, which is when my current Telstra plan is up, uh, and and see where okay. and see where we're at. But it, it's definitely a standout. I think there's a couple of things that make the camera very special, mm -hmm. um, and we're gonna talk about that in a sec. The Pixel Two was possibly the definitely the best Android camera out there, definitely up there against the iPhones. And mm -hmm. what makes it so special is because it's actually got a separate dedicated chip called the Pixel Visual Core. Mm. Um, and that works really well with the hardware. Now, it's not the fastest camera. It's a 1.8 f1.8 uh, aperture, but it's got, you know, because of the visual core, it can do things like, you know, night sight, uh, which gives uh, much better nighttime photos. And, you know, there's this image that's going around the internet where it compares what the Pixel 3 can do versus the 10s. Mm. And apparently it's amazing. Um, it does this because it's got larger pixels and it's also got OIS and it also records video in 4K. So very impressive camera as as expected. Mm -hmm. The other new thing is uh, super res zoom. So essentially mm. we're using a digital zoom with, with the one lens. Uh, however, using deep learning and machine learning <laughs> Um, it's filling in the gaps and you know making it as as good as a like an analog zoom. Um, so we, we I talked a little bit about uh, you know the foveated rendering last week, which I think people might oh, have fallen, yes. fallen asleep. Fascinating. Um, it's it's similar thing to that um, where, where it's like trying to work out what those missing pixels are, right? After you zoom in, mm. um, here's your brother again from another mother. 
talking about that <laughs> effect. The second feature I find interesting is something they're calling super res zoom. So it's basically a digital zoom, but they're using software to generate missing details. So normally when you take a picture and you zoom in digitally, you lose pixel density, but Google uses an algorithm to generate detail again. It's basically like when CSI has the zoom and enhance, that's what this is doing. Zoom and enhance, zoom and enhance. <laughs> I remember those. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that's really funny, even though this is all software, uh, what Google is saying is some of these features will be exclusive to the Pixel 3. So if you do have a Pixel 2, unfortunately, you're not going to get everything. I think uh, Marquez did say everything is exclusive to the Pixel 3, although it's like software oh. updates. Yeah, um, everything except for the, the, sh the shush feature. Is the one where you sort of uh, leave it face down and everything goes into do not disturb mode. Um, that, I think he, I think he said that that's the only thing that's um, not exclusive to the Pixel Three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, do Do you think this is going to be a popular phone? Um, I I think I think I think yes because one um, we can talk about the price now I guess so for everywhere else in the world I believe the US price is seven nine nine for the sixty four gig version uh, and the one twenty eight gig is another hundred dollars the eight ninety nine and then if you want the XL you pay another hundred I think what's really fascinating about the Pixel three and the Pixel three XL is hardware wise besides the battery and the screen it's exactly the same. Ah. So you, you you're not actually nerfed because you got like you know the 10R uh, where it's a different process it's a different you know screen resolution etc. Um, you actually do get the same insides uh, for the smaller phone. So I think if you're looking for a small phone, mm -hmm. there is no better option if you can afford this. And, and it's quite a nice size, I think. Um, I, I imagine it's similar to the iPhone 10, which I, f I find quite useful, actually. Yeah, so it's a 5.4-inch uh, OLED display. Um, mm. Both of them are OLED displays. Um, yeah, they've got Qualcomm 845s. Now, here's the controversial bit. It's only got 4 gigs of RAM, when if you look at the OnePlus, it's got 8 gigs of RAM. But I think if you can use software to be efficient and, and manage your cache properly, 4 mm -hmm. gigs should be more than enough. Yeah, and and the, uh, the Pixel 3... Um, does not have an, a notch. It's a notch-free. Yes. Um, notch also has a chin, and uh, the corners are not rounded. Although it could be a setting that you could do on, on the software, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, like some of the Samsung phones, I think. Um, now, core screen feature. Um, I don't think we'll ever get it in Australia, to be honest. Mm. Um, a lot of these like phone features, they're, they're only like exclusive to America or Canada, maybe. But um, yeah. like, you, did you ever get a Google phone number? Like we, no. Australia never got that right. Um, no. So how do we explain call screen feature? Um, do you want to give it a go? Oh, uh, isn't it? Isn't it when if you get a call, it, it tries to guess where the call is coming from? It, it has. It, it basically does yep. a Google search and it tries well, to figure it does, out. It does that now, right? Like it will tell you what city or like even yes. what suburb they're calling from. Here's uh, Lisa Ma, who was one of the. Uh, I think she's like a product manager. She must be, right, mm. um, for the Pixel 3. Um, and this is from the recap video, the official Google recap video. So take that for what it is. Um, it's got some cool music behind it, I'm sure. But here's Lisa Ma talking about that. When you get that call and you can't or don't want to pick up, just tap screen call. And your phone will ask who's calling and why. You'll see the conversation transcribed in real time on your screen. You can decide whether to pick up or mark the call as spam. You'll never have to talk to another telemarketer. Whoa. So it's actually using duplex. Yes. Duplex. I actually, yeah. oh, is that, oh, you know, I, I got to admit, some parts of that when they were talking, I sort of just went marketing, 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 and I didn't really listen. Um, yeah. So that's what I get. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Oh, actually. So, okay. So you get, a, you get a phone call. You, you see a phone number that you don't recognize. It might tell you where it's from could be like India or whatever. Um, but you can now select screen call. And then uh, I guess for the person who's ringing you, they'll hear like a Google assistant saying, hey, I'm answering on behalf of my client or something like that. <laughs> my master. Um, my master. And, you know, they'll actually talk to that person. Um, and when they talk back, you, you see it in text. It, it's like a real-time text transcription of what they're saying back to you. And then you can sort of, 
choose to respond again by either answering the phone or just okay, saying so, hey. So let's let's play it out. Let's just say <laughs> okay. you call. Let's say you call me from New Zealand. I don't recognize the number. I go, you know, I don't know who this is. Might be a hobbit. Um, ring, go, ring. Yeah, go 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 ring, and figure ring. it out. So, hello. Ring. <laughs> You're listening. Hello, sir. To- Oh, okay. Calvin's Are we gonna? AI, Calvin... No, don't go there, please. I okay. think we've got enough gates to worry about. Um, mm-hmm. So, but then what? I take over if I if I want to take the call. If so I know it's Jeff from New Zealand. Just thinking I... thinking about how duplex works. So it's 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 either well, it, it's doing both things, right? It's it's listening to the person talking to them, but also working out what to say back in real time. Um, and and everything is apparently on device. Right, so I guess so. Okay, we're, we're in a role play here, are we? So I'm, I'm the. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know, okay, I don't know what accent this, to use. No, don't use any accent. How about okay, that? Okay, right. Let's just say you're calling me from New Zealand. I get a phone number, and I mm-hmm. don't know what to expect. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Let's let's give this a go. Okay, so so, you, so you don't you don't I'll, do anything. You, yeah. you, you, you tap call screen or screen call. Yeah. I will. I will. I will hear. Um, someone saying, "Hi, I'm I'm answering on behalf of Kelvin, and um, I want to know what you're calling about. Please let me know." And then I'll say, uh, "I'm calling about that, uh, that episode, yeah. that episode where you made fun of some race." The other- <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then you'll see that transcribed on your phone, like like a text message. Yeah. So and then and then if I if I if I want to take the call, does it just do I just take? Or you off? get options. It's like a it's like a chat uh, chatbot. So you can you can say, well, okay, that's good enough. I'll I'll answer the call. Uh, or you can like actually write back. So there might be a bit right. of a delay. Or you can say, hang up, yeah. and then I think it does a graceful message. It's like, oh, actually, my client doesn't want to talk to you, so yeah. he's going to hang up now, or something like that. So basically, like talk to the hand. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Not a bad feature. Not a bad feature. <laughs> I can see it screwing uh, up, but yeah. not a bad feature. But you don't have to talk to a telemarketer ever again. <laughs> yeah, but they're, well, they're talking to my phone, so you know, that's still. Surely Google has like a telemarketing division. Yeah, I mean, that's the other they rely on right? sales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe probably enough on that. Um, anything else? I've got a, I've got a clip from Bloomberg and. Um, do you, do you follow Bloomberg Tech yeah, YouTube channel? Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, like Emily Emily Chang, she's she's amazing. Yeah, she's like usually the one that's you know presenting or interviewing someone. Um, so she she asked the one of the oh she he's the uh, the VP product management VP of product management at Google. Uh, his name is Mario Queroz, and um, this is a question and answer to do with um, I guess this new strategy or it seems like a new strategy anyway. Google is going all out on this integrated hardware and software strategy, much more like Apple. Why is this a better tact or a better strategy than the prior one of partnering with other companies? Yeah, our strategy, Emily, is to bring great hardware, but to take advantage of our years of experience in AI and in software to deliver an experience that's more complete and more useful. Our, our artificial intelligence is not artificial at all. We're really trying to do useful things for consumers. So I marked out that down as the worst answer of all time. Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm still sitting here waiting for the answer. I mean, is it done? Yeah, well, like, he didn't actually say anything. So... I mean, let's. I mean, we. I have an iPhone and a MacBook, and I actually don't mind receiving calls on my MacBook. Mm. Um, so that is a good ecosystem feature. What yeah. the hell does AI have got to do with anything? Is it? I think it's incomplete. I actually think it's incomplete. I don't think they have sure. this fully thought out yet. So I think. Um, I think it was more to do with the the phone itself, right? The Pixel Three, rather than the ecosystem. I think so. We still don't know who made the hardware for Google. I'd be, mm. I mean, I'd be very surprised if it, if there is a factory that Google created and then actually produced the Pixel Three. That, surely that's not the case, but um, I guess yeah, the focus is like even in the presentation and the keynote. Um, Rick, I can't remember his name, but the guy who presented, he was he just kept on banging up about this like we're using you know the the power of software AI and building our own hardware to you know have this like personalized Google experience. 
I think I think the the other I think one of the reasons one is well I, I like your theory where it's actually being made by Apple but the other <laughs> the other the other thing that I think is highly plausible is it's made by a no name company so it's mm-hmm. not going to buy them any you know marketing credit at all so instead of a HTC or a Huawei it's a random sort of OEM manufacturer and they mm-hmm. don't see the need to you know have to sell that. Well, you might be onto something because uh, who is the Chinese company that helps Apple? Uh, Foxconn. Foxconn. So if it was like Google, don't have to say it was Foxconn that built the Pixel Three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah mm. That's that's very true. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's all I've got with the Pixel Three. Um, the other anything else? the other good news is um, it won't be exclusive to Telstra here in Australia. So mm-hmm. Optus and Vodafone have already got some uh, pre-order plans that are out, and it's quite competitive. So Vodafone at the moment is a standout, but uh, you know, don't forget to speak to your telcos about you know what plans they might have if you're keen on getting mm-hmm. the Pixel Three. So say you're you've been waiting for like a couple of years. You've been on the I don't know the iPhone six seven six S seven, seven. I'm on the seven. Yeah, seven seven even. Yeah. Um, is this a good alternative yeah. to iOS? Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, for me, it was always going to be a Pixel phone or a Android One phone um, because updates are important and I love getting the latest stuff. So, yeah, I can't wait to sort of play with one. Okay, let's move on to the Pixel Slate because uh, this is not on Android. <laughs> this is a tablet or is it a laptop or is it a phablet? Is it a phone? It's, it's running Chrome OS. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Aya's actor, just, just as a general intro to what this is. It's a 12.3 inch tablet running Chrome OS. Very smartly, they've included a fingerprint sensor on the power button. I think uh-huh. that's pretty neat. Dual front facing speakers, cameras situated in the portrait mode, and it's really sturdy. I like it. It's got a nice camera on the back here. It comes in a midnight blue. I'm going to turn it around. You can see the blue. This device starts at $599. It goes all the way up to $15.99. That's a lot of freaking money for a Chrome OS tablet. Freaking A. Freaking, freaking frick. Yeah. Thank you, CNET, for using that language. Um, we will have eyes, Akhtar. We've, 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 you know, we go way back, don't we? With <laughs> yeah, all, all the way since the Twit network to uh, to where he is now at CNET. Yeah, since he got uh, squeezed out. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the Pixel Slate, I mean, that that description kind of makes it sound simple but i don't actually know how to describe it it, it doesn't really fall under a particular category i i it's a combination of everything yeah for me of. for me it's a chromebook without the keyboard and it has a touchscreen <laughs> um so it's the chromebook without the book um and and that's why i think um google has a real um marketing issue with they can't mm. even describe their products very well this time around mm. Just say it. Just say you want. You think Android is not great for tablets, and the Chrome OS is amazing because it's you know the the Chrome browser itself has so many plugins which you and I use day to day, and yeah. it just works out to be a good productivity machine if you are okay with using those plugins. That's right. Yeah, I mean by by all reports, the 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 keyboard that you can attach is is pretty good. It feels good. Good travel, um, but it. I don't know. Is this is this more of an iPad Pro kind of competitor, I mean, or is it trying yeah, to be a so, Surface? Yeah. So I've got a little clip here. Um, I, I mean, okay. I think I think you have a little bit about this as well. I think Dieter interviewing Ken Liu, who is the product manager for the Slate. And I think you know mm-hmm. I've got two clips here on two questions. The first one is you know why build the Slate, and the second one is you know what hap- what happens to Android and tablets now. So we'll just answer the first one in terms of why build the Slate at all. You're making a tablet. Wait, you're making a slate. Why are you making a slate? Um, you know, over the years, you know, we started with clamshells, um, but as we sort of saw where users are going, you know, touch became more important. That's why we added touch. Then we built convertibles because people wanted the flexibility of having something they could hold in their hand uh, and be closer to them. Uh, and then obviously slate is the next logical step there. And it really is about flexibility for the end user. Also, just in general, it is an important market. So, Two things worry me about that clip. One, I'm all for being user first, customer first, but I, I felt like Google is almost being driven by customer feedback. You know, I want the 
that I want it to flip and then they flipped it. I want a touchscreen and they put a touchscreen. I feel like mm -hmm. they're not taking the lead uh, here and still not really answering the question. Mm. Trying to be everything for everyone. Mm. Um, and the second clip I have here is what about Android on tablets? What happens, happens now? So let's see what Ken has to say. So is Google done making Android tablets? It's been a while. And now you're making a Chrome OS tablet that happens to run Android apps, yeah. to be clear. But is, is, this, is this the future of what you think big screen computing from Google should look like? This is where we're investing. From, from a full desktop productivity perspective, mm -hmm. we believe having a desktop, full desktop browser is actually much better for the use cases you have on the web. Right. Eight years now, we've been saying Android apps not so good on tablets. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the state of that is? How quickly, like, where do you think it's going yeah. when we run Android apps on this thing? Um, but we've been working very closely with all the top app vendors, and they have been doing a lot of optimizations, right? Uh, whether it's Adobe, for example, has been optimizing mm -hmm. a lot of their apps. Um, I think there's still, again, plenty of room for improvement. Uh, but we're also doing things at the platform level to make it easier for app developers so that they don't have to even think about some of this stuff. Um, it's quite funny, and one of my favorite parts about that clip is Adobe is mentioned, uh, and you know, for this podcast, we use Adobe Spark a lot to create the imagery, and it's mm. only in beta for Android because I had a quick look, um, and, and that is one of the main reasons why I still love it on my iPad and my phone and stuff. I can do things on the fly and cut images and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I, I love it how that's an example because it's so close to home. Well, that's a good point because for developers, I mean, you know the. For, for tablet usage and if this does does fit under that category like now you have to develop for chrome os where they may not have in the past mm. right yeah um i mean like you can like you said there is an android store still available but like you know something like that is still in beta so you're not going to get a good experience right like straight off the bat yeah so i think if you are thinking of getting this just make sure you look into what you do every day if it's in a browser i think it's worth considering mm. because you know Chrome OS is basically a Chrome browser with everything you currently use. If you start to sort of deviate from that into Adobe Premiere or any of those very heavy, sort of very intensive tools, you definitely get a proper laptop. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, going back to what you said about Google being like too obsessed with what customers are saying or users are saying, like you could do that and that's not a bad no, thing, but then you also have to listen to the developers, right? And that, that, that's probably what Apple's doing. Mm. Um, to create that ecosystem, to use that word again. And, you know, once you get the developers in, you get good products, That's and then that's another way to attract users. Yes. Mm. All right, so that's probably, yeah, it, it's a slate. It's a thing. It has a screen. It does stuff. That's my little... It's got a keyboard round keys because apparently that helps reduce the error. Uh, when you, uh, in terms of tapping into mm -hmm. other keys as you type. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for me, it, you know, if you're thinking about, you're trying to imagine what this looks like, it is a tablet with, with, with a detachable keyboard, almost like the um, Surface Pro. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, it's well-priced. Apparently, it feels good. It is It is 12.3 inches, which is the, the size of an iPad Pro. So things to take into consideration, you're thinking of getting one. Um, uh, would we, I don't know, I, I still feel like the Surface or the iPad or the MacBook will still do what it does each do well, really well. Mm -hmm. I just I just don't know where, you know, what kind of market they're, they're going to go after. Um, yeah, and and the pricing is like, it's too much. Like the you know the lowest end is five ninety nine. It goes all the way to fifteen ninety nine US. On top of that, the keyboard is one ninety nine. One ninety nine. And there's a separate pen for it, of course, which doesn't work on the Pixel three, as I has found out. Um, that's another ninety nine. So, you know, you could you could spend up to yeah, to you Mac, could yeah. spend up to two grand. Like if you, if, if <laughs> like sixteen hundred yeah. for the, the for the top version plus the two hundred for the keyboard mm. plus another hundred for the pen, which we still haven't seen sort of good usage yep. for. That's mm. two grand US. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Unlike the the next product we're going to talk about, Google Home Hub, mm. which is priced, I believe, one fifty nine. That's right. And it's, you know, mind you, it's a much smaller screen. Are we, are we ready to go to the Home Hub now? Yeah, let's do it. It's the most, for me, it's personally, for me, it's the the one uh, I feel like is is something that people are more likely to get. Ah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's it's apparently very small. It's seven inch screen. Um, so you can't quite tell that from the pictures that you're seeing. But, you know, if you think about it, seven inch is not that 
bigger than like a big uh, like a Note Nine or what are we up to Note Ten? No, mm. Note Nine. Uh, no, um, no, even no. even even like a a Max, right? That's six point four screen. So, mm. um, yeah, here's uh, Neil I. Patel again from The Verge. Um, he's got this to say. Hey guys, it's Neil from The Verge. I'm here with the new Google Home Hub. It's a new Google Home product. It's got this seven inch display in the front. First thing I want to tell you is it's really small. It's a seven inch display, but it's a lot smaller than you would expect. Um, and if you just tap on it, you'll see there's not really like an interface or a home screen. It's just a list of actions you can take and you can obviously talk to Google Assistant. So that, that last part was the interesting part for me because uh, yeah, there's no interface, meaning there's no real OS or nothing that has a name for. Um, it, you know, it, it's driven by voice. There's certain gestures like, you know, you can pull down and get a menu, but um, I guess, yeah, no interface, which is interesting, right? Yeah, and uh, and back to the size, um, I, I was as I was looking for clips, I, I found this really funny one from CNET. Um, this guy is very excited about the Google Home. Ooh. It's called the Google Home Hub, and look at this thing. It's so small it can fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah, I, I uh, look at this thing. Um, uh, it's it's a three minute video. I think we'll see how we go. He covers everything uh, about it almost too enthusiastically. Um, but I would much rather go through your small clips and talk through it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, uh, put, put me on this. Oh. I've got another one. This I think there's there's more to say about the lack of things on this device. Yes. Yes. Totally. It's a lack of an interface, and he's another thing that it doesn't have. There's no camera on the Home Hub. Google says they did add a camera because they want you to be able to put it in your bedroom and other private areas without worrying about it. That's a big decision. It's very different than the Echo Show or the Facebook portal that just came out. Yes, I didn't realize there was a Facebook device on this, but um, yeah, uh, like compared to the Amazon Pixel, sorry, the Alexa Show, Echo Show, yeah. um, where people are just freaking out because it's, you know, well, we're being tracked everywhere. Google made a conscious decision to say, well, let's the hell with that. We're not going to put a camera. Not, not. Maybe there is one there that people don't know about. But um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I actually kind of like it. What's that? I actually kind of like yeah. that it doesn't have a camera because mm. um, I was thinking about if I were to buy one, where would I put it? And for some reason, I was thinking of putting it on the dining table where we feed Maddie, uh, where we have you know meals and stuff and. It's mm -hmm. it's it's right in the center of you know my my dining area my living room so we cross it every day and you know mm -hmm. May cooks around it so there's a recipe feature in there that is amazing apparently but also you know if mm -hmm. I want to show Maddie a quick YouTube video to keep her occupied while I clean up that, that I can do that as oh, well perfect yeah. yeah and I also think the other smart reason about not having a camera is video processing takes quite a bit of grunt so even if you're trying to pull off video calling it heats up you're gonna need you know strong Wi-Fi for that to happen so. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that is a good decision from Google. Okay. Yeah, performance is another angle, I suppose, but I think it's more of a privacy play. Mm -hmm. Like, people just don't want cameras in your home, right, in general, although, like, every device has a camera. Um, just just the... And, and it's, if you think about it, it's, it's no more than a very simple, low-powered tablet, phablet that has a stand with some simple speakers. Uh, That's all absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of uh, recipes, um, did you see the the live demo fail? No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Uh, Brian Tong's gonna introduce this one, I think. But the most embarrassing moment of the keynote, uh, when the pumpkin carving answer came up before our presenter finished his query. Hey Google, show me how okay, to carve a pumpkin. Playing how to carve Halloween pumpkins on YouTube. <laughs> oh, so it was pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so, yeah. no. Well, I mean, uh, come on, like live demos are hard. So, I you know, know but... you could imagine someone just waiting for some cue to like press that button and it's just like, oh, shit. Um, Brian Tong actually had another theory. Do you want to hear his yes. theory? Okay. Or maybe Google does know everything we say before we even say it. Mm. YouTube video. Mm. Now, Hub. Hey, Google, show me how okay, to carve a pumpkin. Playing how to carve Halloween pumpkins on YouTube. Yes, Google knows what we're thinking. Hmm. No, I, I prefer your theory where <laughs> someone screwed up and no longer has a job. Oh. It's sitting on the BART in San Francisco, just going round and round. If, if you have a look at the video, though, like the presenter like was making like hand gestures. 
So <laughs> I think I think I think the op- operator was probably like waiting for some you know audible cue, right? <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like doing hand motions, like YouTube recipe, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. Another very interesting angle, and it's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Like why, and we knew this was coming, right? A Google Home in the past, before this week, there was, there was no screen. It's like a, mm. and yeah, there's no uh, interface yeah. because it's it's by voice only, right? That that is interface. Um, now, you know what what what's the value of having video content apart from you know being able to occupy your baby or get some recipe in the kitchen? Ads, ads. That's right. Now we can serve ads. Yes, and now we know where you're now. Now we know what you're watching as well, which feeds back more data, right? Because mm. when you were using only your voice, there were no search results. There was nothing you could play on, no touchscreen, so they had no data going through regards engagement. So now they're getting some of that back. Yeah, so like they, they got the revenue back, I guess. If if this takes off, you know, if Google Home is just about catching up to uh, the Amazon Echo, and you know, Echo is going all in on screens. Um, did I have like an ad framework, ad network? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it must be native. But well, well, that's the thing. We were, we were talking about this. Amazon doesn't need an advertising platform. It just sells stuff. The platform itself so, is, you know, yeah. You, yeah, you, so it doesn't need that. Well, Google does. Mm. Yeah, so the, most of their revenue, like for all Alphabet products, is, you know, from the Google ads. So um, as we transition into, you know, even from our phones to... Uh, devices that are sort of in your home like just just there you know like when you need it um yeah then they need to serve ads to survive <laughs> so i think that this is what it's really about um i've got another awesome question from emily chang would you like to hear it yeah yeah and more emily actually this is just the question because like and and i've sort of left something right at the end on on purpose Mm. Of course, there are renewed concerns about privacy. Uh, Google Plus uh, was just revealed uh, that there was a bug, meaning that uh, data of hundreds of thousands of users could have been compromised. And trust in uh, tech companies when it comes to privacy seems to be at an all-time low. You know, why should consumers believe you that their data is protected? That, that was just the pause before he answered, which was like not even worth listening to anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's, you know, that I, I felt like this whole keynote had mixed messaging. Like it's like, yes, we can, we have Titan security chip. Um, but also on, on the same day, the whole Google Plus thing happened. Um, you know, you know, they, they use buzzwords like your personal Google. Um, they, they use the word thoughtful a, a lot as well, like the thoughtful home and the thoughtful, I don't know, the AI, right? So, I don't know, it just felt a bit like, well, what, what, what are you actually trying to sell here? You, it's like going a little bit Apple in that sense. I also, you know, uh, we were talking, we were going through the Pixel 3 website um, with Beth uh, this afternoon and, you know, she, the, the whole digital well-being thing stood out again. I'm almost wondering whether Google is telling you subconsciously, look, we can look after you, but at a cost. Yeah, and that cost is a bit of your data so we can serve up more ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can look out for you. I mean, one of the other things that's really interesting with the Google Home, if you've got a huge IoT setup at home with you know with your smart bulbs and your locks and your ring doorbells, it does all that. It integrates with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see who's at the door. You can you know make uh, speak to them. You can unlock your doors, et cetera, et cetera. So it 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 is going to be a huge part of not just your online or digital security, but also your physical security. So. You're going to have to trust it, and you're going to have to give up a little bit of your data to to sort of get all that convenience. Mm. They did mention the Nest for the first time in a while as well, didn't they? So it's tightly mm. integrated with uh, Nest thermostats. I don't know how widely it is used in Australia, but um, it is it is actually quite popular in the US. Um, and uh, yeah, like you know, that they, they, that touched on some of the UI to control all of that. Yeah, so uh, that's the Google Made by Google event in a nutshell, mm. really, in 50 minutes worth. I think the last thing, the other cool thing about the Google Home is it's got an RGB sensor. So if you switch off the lights, it, it goes off as well. Um, so it doesn't okay. have what they call the billboard effect. Mm. 
Which Actually, the, the the last thing we probably didn't talk about it from the Pixel um, announcement was the stand. Yes, the wireless charger. Yes, but it's also a stand. It's like angle so that it's sort of, it's like a stand, I guess. And, and the phones are quite big. I guess if you turn it to the side, it's almost the size of the um, the home hub, literally. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you put the Pixel 3 on it, it turns it into a Google Assistant device, mm. which I think is kind of cool. But also I think it's a big sort of, hey, hey, Apple told you, we beat you to it. We have a wireless charger. You don't. Yeah. Well, is, is it that? Uh, okay. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did definitely make a point of it, and and they they showed a lot of like um, Apple stuff, like that. What was that? The night sight view, the side by side of the night shot. Mm. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Well, is that really f- taken from iPhone XS?" It's yeah. It we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but interesting times. I guess it's been a big couple of weeks in terms of hardware phone announcements. Um, we actually skipped. Uh, the Microsoft event altogether because that happened right in between. Um, what did they announce? That that a new Surface Book? Yes. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I've been trying to read up on this so much, I totally haven't covered yeah, the yeah. Microsoft event. Uh, but I, I think we also missed this. When's the Samsung event coming? Uh, something that is have... probably this so next week, I think. Yeah. Um, but on that note, um, this has been uh, the 111 episode, which I kind of like. Um, if you want to hear all the other 110 episodes, check out the website. That's thelazycouch.com. You can also find us on all the usual social networks, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, by searching for The Lazy Couch Podcast. And uh, we're going on a bit of a break for two weeks. So speak to you then, Calv out. Jeff out. We'll be back in November. I think. Is that right? Yeah. It's November. Jesus. November already, yeah. It's 2019 in a couple of months. Samsung. Let me just Samsung event. This is the Galaxy event, is it? Yeah, the Galaxy event. Okay. Four cameras. Oh, that's less than five. Four. So two at the front, two at the back. No, four at the back. Four at the back. That's that's the rumor. Yeah. On CNET. Okay. Well, it could never have uh, too many cameras. So it'll have six cameras, maybe, overall. Oh, wait. It was October 11. It was last. It's today. Now. Oh, it's tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe you want to you record that with Beth or Alex? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Uh, you know what I might do, though? I While you're away, I might look at uh, one... Um, making the website HTTPS. Oh, yeah. Which might which might mess with our feed, so I'm kind of worried there. But while I'm messing with our feed, I want to see whether we can uh, export into uh, migrate to uh, Washuka um, and see what that's like. Uh, I think it's pronounced Wushka. <laughs> Wushka. <laughs> Washuka. 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 I don't know, man. Oh, it's midnight, so... Oh, yeah. You have to go to work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you. I can sleep in. Oh, God. So you took the day off? Yeah. Damn it. Well, I thought I had more to do, but like, it turns out I don't. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But anyway, I've got too much sleep. Yeah. Yeah, Really? Yeah, I need to do something about that. I've got more than 30 days, I think. I have have more than 30 days too now. Okay. (laughs) I need to do something about that. Mm. I need to go on a road trip Uh, in a van. Mm. Take, Take my...